Welcome to the Ace Tip Podcast, where we translate science into sense, so you can learn about research in the justice and health fields without having to access or read a lengthy journal article or report. I'm Danielle Rudes, your host, and I'll do most of the work for you. All you have to do is listen. ACED is a cool and super helpful product brought to you by the NIDA-funded Justice Community Opioid Innovation Network, or JCOIN, through the Coordination and Translation Center, CTC, housed at the Center for Advancing Correctional Excellence, ACE, at George Mason University. For more information, check out jcoinctc.org. Now, let's get started. Let's play a game of word associations. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I say MAC? Is it cheese? What about ice? Do you think of cream? Our brains naturally form associations between words. We also form associations when thinking about groups of people. For example, if you went to a baby shower and the decorations were blue, wouldn't you think that the baby was a boy? Unfortunately, the unconscious associations we hold can be detrimental and create biases. This can be toward different genders, ages, sexual preferences, and races. Topics of race in America are complicated. With the history of racism in our country, it is easy to become defensive about our own biases. Many people believe that because they aren't overtly prejudiced, that their work is done. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. And conversations of race have to go further to create change. Today, we'll discuss implicit bias, what it is, what it is not, and importantly, how to reframe our thinking to avoid the harms that can come from unconscious associations. Salim Reshamwala produced a six-part video series with the New York Times in 2016 all about implicit bias entitled, Who Me? Biased? These videos are a great resource to understand what exactly implicit bias is and how we can identify it. The first video in the series, Peanut Butter, Jelly, and Racism, uses expert testimonies to explain what implicit bias means. This video explains that having implicit biases is not the same as being racist. Implicit bias is a result of how our brains function. We process the information we receive as associations. However, when the information presents certain groups in a biased way, our associations reflect that. Salim Rashamwala and the New York Times explain that the media has historically presented black men and violence together. As a result, our brains then form an association between black men and violence. Because our brains naturally form these associations based on the information we receive, we must critically think about implicit bias and actively work to avoid it. Salim Rashamwala notes that another kind of bias can interfere with this goal blind spot bias. This occurs when we can recognize that others are biased. However, we do not recognize it in ourselves. Before discussing how to work on implicit biases, it is important to understand how they can be harmful. An example of how implicit biases can have negative impacts is in the healthcare field. Irene Blair and colleagues address how implicit bias may create disparities in treatment in their 2011 article entitled Unconscious Bias and Health Disparities, Where Do We Go From Here? The authors define bias as a negative evaluation of individuals and groups relative to one another. Blair and colleagues explain that we can show biases both explicitly and more implicitly, such as sitting further away from an individual due to their race. Like Salim Rashamwala's New York Times video, Blair and colleagues note that implicit bias forms unconsciously. 
Current research shows that many healthcare clinicians have some level of racial implicit bias against Black Americans. Studies vary in their findings of the strength of the bias, however, show that it is consistently present. Blair and colleagues argue that this shows that healthcare practitioners mirror the general public in their implicit biases, and that this may contribute to differences in healthcare for Black Americans. The authors argue that we need future research into the effects of implicit bias on healthcare. However, there is some evidence that practitioners' implicit biases may impact patient treatment and care. Blair and colleagues argue that future research should examine the degree of implicit bias for a variety of groups and how they interact. For example, gender, race, age, and socioeconomic status. The authors also state that we need a better understanding of the relationship between implicit bias and health outcomes and that we need to research interventions to limit implicit bias and its effect on healthcare. Blair and colleagues explain concerns of how implicit bias may impact patient care in the medical field. However, this is not only true for healthcare system, but other institutions as well. For example, in Salim Rashamwala's and the New York Times video, Check Our Bias to Wreck Our Bias, New York University professor Dolly Chug discusses the impact of bias in education. Chug and colleagues contacted over 6,000 professors via email, stating that they were students and had some questions about their program. The researchers randomly assigned names to the emails that made the sender sound male or female and white or a racial minority. Chug and colleagues found that names that sounded like white males were more likely to receive a response than all other categories together. So how can we recognize our own implicit biases and work to fix it? Salim Rashamwala's New York Times video and Blair and colleagues discuss the implicit association test. This popular tool measures a wide array of biases and the degree of the bias. You can take this test online at implicit.harvard.edu. Salim Rashamwala's video also advocates for doing a quote, audit of your relationships. Are your friends all men? Are they all of one race or ethnicity? What do those who work for you look like? Who will you follow or who do you follow on social media? If there's a strong pattern that is in one area that you may have some implicit bias, then you can address that. The video notes that this is not a scientific test of bias, but it is quick and useful. So what can we do to change implicit bias? According to Salim Rashamwala and the New York Times, research has shown that spending time and forging relationships with diverse people decreases implicit bias. According to the video, The Life-Changing Magic of Hanging Out, if you take stock in your relationships and find that you spend time in one group, or if you take the implicit association test and find you have biases, Having conversations and spending time with people from different backgrounds may change those associations you forged. However, it is important to avoid tokenism or only including minorities due to their minority status. Salim Rashamwala and the New York Times also note that you shouldn't seek out friends with the goal of changing your implicit bias. But by spending time with diverse individuals, research shows that you can change your implicit biases. Perhaps look for social media accounts that cater to your interest such as food or fashion, but follow minority influencers as well as white influencers, or make an effort to visit a minority-owned restaurant or store in your hometown. Not only will you have access to great content, food, and more, 
but you will have the opportunity to get to know diverse, interesting, and new people. Discussions of race and biases can be uncomfortable, but it is in this discomfort where growth happens. As Salim Rashamwala videos and Irene Blair and colleagues note, we can hold biases that we don't even realize we have. Taking stock of your potential biases is an important first step in recognizing where we might have room to grow. Being more cognizant of our biases is something we can all do to be more tolerant, kind, and just. That wraps another episode of the Aced It podcast. We thank you for listening to Aced It, where we translate science into sense. Also remember, you can find one-page summary overviews written in plain language and short knowledge bursts, which are 30-second overviews, for all the research we cover on this podcast on our website, www.jcoinctc.org. Our conveniently packaged research summaries may help you remember what you heard here, and they will help you translate this research to your staff, friends, students, or colleagues. Additionally, we'd like to thank NIDA, Dr. Faye Taxman, and all the students and staff at ACE, including our podcast mastermind doctoral candidate, Shannon Magnuson, who is the brainchild behind this podcast. Oh, wait, two more quick things. If you're a researcher and you'd like us to consider using one of your research articles or reports for an upcoming podcast, please send it to me, Danielle, at d-r-u-d-e-s at gmu.edu. If you'd like to support our podcast to keep the sense coming, please tell your friends and colleagues about us or assign this podcast to your students or staff. Thanks again. And please tune in again soon for another informative episode of the ACE Dip Podcast, translating science into sense.